The Cinema Flavor Podcast, your favorite non-FDA-approved show. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cinema Flavor. Thank you guys, by the way, for listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen episode me and David just did. We love talking about the anime. We will be talking more anime because you guys seem to really, really like it when we talk anime, which is interesting. I guess there's not a lot of people out there who uh, who are listening or at least doing reviews on some of this stuff. So if we cornerstone that, we appreciate it. Also, too, if you're listening, you have an anime you like listening to, send it our way. More than likely, we'll watch it. Okay, but you are here probably to listen to a review on Space Jam at HBO Max Legacy. All right, I'm calling it that because that is clearly a commercial for HBO Max. Now, look, I'm not going to get into this whole, like, oh, you know, there's an integrity to Space Jam. There never was. You know, even the first Space Jam with Michael Jordan, it was just a commercial. It was a commercial for Jordans. It was Michael Jordan with the Looney Tunes, and somebody out there said, hey, let's just have an hour and a half of that. Right? There's no rhyme or reason. There's hardly a story to it. I mean, I've rewatched Space Jam in the last couple weeks because we did a review on it, sort of. Uh, and I'm watching this going, wow, this is not good, man. Michael Jordan is already, he's not an actor. Um, and two, when you're throwing him in this weird green screen facade where he's just looking at nothing and just going, hey, what's up there, Tweety Bird? You just go, that's not, that's not what that is. That's, that's very weird. So I'm, I'm watching this. I'm going, okay, this, you know, prob- more than likely it's not going to be better than the first one. It's probably going to be on par I have a really weird feeling this is just going to kind of retread the first one, which I will give it credit, it doesn't, for the most part. It's not just, uh, you know, oh, it's the Monstars are back, and they're just taking uh, the the powers again of current NBA players. Uh, You know, I at least appreciated that there was at least a semblance of something new. I'm not going to say this movie had a story, because, God, no, it, it was, there was nothing happening here. It's just three acts of nothingness matter of fact for the most part when you're watching this you just go i'm not quite sure what's happening it was for a minute there where like i'm watching this i'm going i don't need to actually pay attention to this movie i am because i want to do a review on this and i want to make sure i you know i give it my all but you're just sitting there going boy i really could just i could just get up go do something come back and i bet you i'm not gonna miss a single thing and for the most part you don't uh this movie takes place uh, with LeBron. He, um, he's LeBron. He's, he just plays himself. And he has uh, two kids. One of them is named Dom, who's really into playing video games. And LeBron is like, no, you can't play video games. You need to go play basketball. You need to be LeBron James 2.0. You need to be better than I am. We're going to eat, sleep, drink basketball. And Dom is like, no, I don't want to do that. I have an app that I'm making, that it's really, really good, and uh, it's basketball-related. At least we have something to do there, but uh, for the most part, it's not. So there's this kind of weird bickering thing going on. Before you know it, uh, LeBron gets called into HBO Max, uh, the Warner Brothers Studios, and says, hey, LeBron, we want to just hawk a bunch of stuff with you on it, right? We want to throw you in Game of Thrones, throw some commercials together, Maybe put you in the Justice League. Maybe have some Justice League colorways. Just something, right? And LeBron's like, we're not. I'm not going to do that. That's lame. So 
Don Cheadle shows up. Freaking Don Cheadle, which you saw in the commercials, which I was joking around a bunch of times. If you've listened to the other podcast, uh, I really wish Don Cheadle would have like hurt his leg or torn his ACL just so he can't walk like he is War Machine. I, I just want him to like every movie now, Don Cheadle hurts his leg and he just can't walk. Every like I don't even it's no reason to. It's very mean. But it'd just be funny if they just he just played War Machine in every single movie. Uh, but he doesn't. He plays something called the algorithm. Uh, and he has like a little a little sidekick, which it looks like some type of weird wireless company, like one of those like really cheap, you know, hey, $15 a month for unlimited wireless kind of mascots. Just something along those lines. They get together, they they throw LeBron and his son into the uh, HBO Max averse, just uh, they just throw them into one giant cameo for HBO Max. And to the credit of the first Space Jam, uh, obviously it's it's a commercial, but it wasn't so in your face about it. This movie is really in your face with the fact that you were watching an HBO slash Warner Brothers product to the point that you'd watch something and you go that doesn't make any sense. Like, I just never watching a kid's movie, and you're kind of just supposed to turn your brain off here, but the way you're presenting it already is throwing a lot more questions at you that you can't just go, we're, we can't just ignore this. You're now, you have now presented us with this thing and want us to just move on with it. I'll give you an example. So, there's a part of the movie where LeBron runs into Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny is like, oh, hey, me and the rest of the Looney Tunes, we all got kind of scattered about everywhere, right? We're all kind of in different places. It's like a picture like the Lego movie. Remember there was like different worlds in that movie? That's exactly what's happening here. Except uh, all the Looney Tunes are in different movies that are all owned by HBO Max. Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner and, and Mad Max. Which, by the way, what kid out there has seen Mad Max Fury Road? They're watching that going, I don't, I don't know what that is, right? They probably don't even know they're representing a movie at that point. All they know is they see Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner. The other, th- the other thing, too, this is the other thing. The kid out there is still watching the Looney Tunes. I don't think the Looney Tunes have anything actively out. Like, I don't believe they have a cartoon out. I'm sure they probably rerun some type of weird Looney Tune thing out there, but I don't, I don't think the Looney Tunes are actively, like, out there. I, I don't think there's any new show or anything. Like, if you would have thrown... These characters with a bunch of maybe other characters like they do in this one. Uh, Rick and Morty show up for two seconds. You go, okay, that's cool. That's kind of funny. Um, but Rick and Morty are now, you have not presented them in the movie. You go, why don't they help LeBron and his son get out of here? Because John Cheadle is now threatening them to keep them in this this place. This whatever universe thing that they're stuck in. Matter of fact, there's a part of the movie where the Justice League show up the actual Justice League show up, and you go, hey, it's the Justice League. Now, I'm picture- I'm thinking too much about this because I'm watching this going, well, how come the Justice League don't come and just whoop Don Cheadle's ass? Like, why don't they just, like, LeBron just goes up to them and it's like, hey, Justice League, um, there's a weird uh, arithmetic type of code thing that looks like Don Cheadle that is uh, threatening to keep me and my son here. We uh, don't belong here. Can you kindly go over there and just beat his ass. And then the Justice League goes, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that for you, sure. Because we're the Justice League. We are here to help people, right? And that's the thing that I was, I was talking about. It's like, okay, you've presented them here now. The, the joke in the movie is like, oh, can they play basketball? And all they all kind of look at each other and go, no, we can't. We can't play basketball. 
and then the, it just it just goes away, right? And you go, what the fuck, dude? Why? I mean, if we can have the justice, you own the Justice League. You might as well have them showing up. Thank you, Fire Truck, for passing by. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so that that happens. Then the ma- there's a bunch of references like the Matrix. Um, there's a part of the movie where the final game, because there's always a you know final game where. Uh, Don Cheadle is now threatening to keep them there unless, unless they can beat the arithmetic in a game of basketball. Oh my god. But it's the game that LeBron's son was making. So he has like all the cheat codes and he knows how to play it really well. And in the process of them doing that, every single Warner Brothers thing ever just comes and watches this basketball game. And then you're sitting there going, wow, that sure doesn't makes sense why are they all here they're all very aware that they are threatening uh lebron and his son who are real life people uh to keep them stuck in this computer thing why don't we um don't we interact with them and we beat don Cheadle's ass uh so he doesn't do that because he's doing something very evil this ruler of the whatever universe thing that's what i'm freaking saying that's this is what i'm talking about dude this movie oh just doesn't make any sense and it makes less sense than the first movie of Space Jam, which already has a bunch of questions where you just go, that doesn't make sense. But there's a part of you that goes, whatever, dude, we'll just keep it going because at least this movie is somewhat kind of funny and at least has a flow to it. This movie has no flow. No- nothing. It's just a lot of, hey, I'm here. Look at me doing something. Hey, look at Sylvester the cat. He's doing something. Hey, look, Lola Bunny shows up and she's now doing the scene from uh, Wonder Woman 84. And uh, we're going to reference the fact that you've already played with Michael Jordan. Uh, we've all played with Michael Jordan already. Um, but we're just going to throw it in as a joke, right? And then there's a joke about Michael B. Jordan showing up in this. Did they kidnap him too? What happened? Can he not get out? He's Creed. What, like, so what, is, what is happening? If I had a window, I'd open it and go, what? And this movie just it just kind of throws things out there. And you just go, not even a kid is going to sit through this because there's nothing happening. There's no flow. Even a kid's movie, for the most part, like you look at like Disney movies and Pixar movies, uh, the DreamWorks things, you watch them and go, okay, there's some development here. You know, at least the first Space Jam, Michael Jordan was, you know, he understood he needed help the Looney Tunes, right? It wasn't a lot of it. You know, he didn't evoke a whole lot of anything, but you looked at him and said, okay, Michael Jordan is on the team the Looney Tunes trying to play against these characters that are much bigger in life and have the powers of other professional NBA stars. In this one, you have LeBron James and his son who are now playing against each other because they're now forced into a game, which they hardly ever mention the fact uh, that they're stuck in the game. And they're just in this recruitment process where LeBron is just going around interacting with a bunch of other Looney Tune characters and they're just they're not even really interacting with LeBron the way that you interact it's just like LeBron just goes hey you're a character and then the char- the character that he's interacting with will just say something that doesn't pertain to anything he just said it's just like you know Yosemite Sam will show up and he'll start shooting his guns and he'll just run away and you go wow that was weirdly awkward that would clearly had nothing to do with anything Right? And you don't even look at it and go, wow, hey, you, 77 is back or anything. Even the Looney Tunes together don't even feel like anything. Like when Bugs is talking about, oh, they all got split together and, you know, they probably haven't seen each other for a while. They don't ever reference like any time frame. Not that it matters because they're cartoons. 
But still though, you should feel a little bit of like, hey man, the group is all back together, Looney Tunes are back, you know, and now we have another basketball player who's uh, the GOAT, essentially. Right? We're, we're kind of doing the same thing again we did 20 years ago. It doesn't feel like that. It just feels like, hey man, let's just make another Space Jam movie, throw the name Space Jam on it, and um, yeah, and just have a bunch of characters from HBO Max show up. The other weird thing too is, uh, remember how I mentioned that there was a last game toward the end? I know I'm kind of all over the place, but this movie's all over the place too, so I'm not going to apologize for it. There's a part in the movie when they're all watching this final basketball game where in the background you will see characters and go, wow, why is that person there? You know, like Pennywise shows up. You know, that's terrifying. This is a children's movie. Why the fuck is Pennywise in the background just dancing around looking stupid? And he's in, it's not even Bill Skarsgård. It's just a guy dressed up like Pennywise. And it's so blatantly obvious that it's just a guy. Valak from The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, the evil nun thing, shows up in this movie. Now, it's not actually Valak in her full costume because obviously that'd be terrifying because again, this is a children's movie. No, it's just a nun with a big cross on her face and she has like a bunch of like white and black on her on her face and it's just... They're gonna go, okay, I know what you're referencing, um, but it doesn't, that weirdly feels inappropriate. I, it just doesn't. It doesn't fit the mold of what you're trying to do here. Why is anybody watching this basketball game? This this person, Don Cheadle, is doing something very illegal. We should all chip in and just beat him to death. Um, so finally at the end, right, uh, LeBron and his son are now having this final game. Uh, Dom has a, a group of people he's playing with. Um, which uh, they referenced earlier in the movie that he has like a phone with like a scanner thing on there and he got like a couple other basketball players to uh, kind of shoot some hoops around for his game. Uh, Damian Lillard shows up, Anthony Davis shows up, a few WNBA players, which I don't know because nobody watches the WNBA. I don't know why you had to throw some characters on there. I guess you just have to feel like, you know, we had to be equal. You don't need to be equal in the WNBA. Women don't even watch the WNBA, all right? We don't care. Those two spots should have been for two other better players. That's just what it is, seriously. If you would have had Kyrie Irving show up, or if you would have had uh, somebody else from the Lakers, uh, you know, I don't know, Kyle Kuzma. I'd take Kyle Kuzma over whoever the fuck that lady. There was some lady who was like a snake. The other was like a spider. There's another player in the NBA. His name's Donovan Mitchell, all right? They nickname him. Uh, he, 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 like, his theme is, like, spider-ish because he's such a good point guard. You should throw him in there. Why is this lady? Nobody knows her that she does that. No, it's never been referenced. You wasted it. If you're going to at least have, like, a bunch of other cameos, should have been all NBA players. All right, but whatever, dude. They show up, and they come, and it's just, this game is just so chaotic and messy, and it's just, and again, the in the first Space Jam, they're all, they're just doing loony stuff and, you know, there's dynamites and scooters and, and, and people referencing other movies and you go, ah, it's kind of funny for the adults in the background. And this, it's probably worse, right? Because it's them all just jumping around and doing stuff and they're getting points and, you know, instead of the normal two points that you would get in a basketball game, it's like 57 because, you know, style. And so you just, there's no reference to if you can win or lose, Matter of fact, I don't even think there was any point in this movie where it showed that they were playing for four quarters. It was just back and forth, back and forth, until eventually somebody said, hey, this is actually the last play of the game. Which at that point you go, I didn't know, like you didn't, 
And at no point did this ever feel close. You just said it now has to be close. At that point, um, I really was just dying because I was like, this, this is not fun to watch, dude. I could not believe that this movie was just thrown out there like this. You had a year too, by the way. You had a year to, to kind of fix this movie and, and do something else to, to it, maybe cut it down. This movie is almost two hours. You could have cut this down to like an hour easily. Because all the stuff you threw in there is just a bunch of nothing. It's just a lot of random nothing. Even some of the jokes in there aren't even, not even like a chuckle. At least Bill Murray kind of added a little bit of flair to it. At least Wayne Knight was a big dumb idiot. They, they try to have like a Wayne Knight-ish character in this and it just falls flat because this guy is, he's an idiot. He's an idiot, but not in a charming way. Wayne Knight was charmingly stupid, right? It was just, he was a big fat guy. And you're just like, ah, the big fat guy, look at him, he's trying to play basketball, right? It's just, that's just what it is. Here, it's just, his partner's just some dude. Like, he has no personality, and he's running around trying to find LeBron, and people people are also making jokes about how you lost LeBron, and his wife is, is in this, and she's trying to look for him, and then somehow she ends up in the game, too. Like, they all just kind of find him because of his phone, and they get sucked into the game. It is horribly put together. This movie. And like, like I said, man, you had a whole year to try to fix it. Try to maybe cut some stuff. Maybe add in some stuff where you just go, hey, maybe we can explain this just a little bit better. Just so, you know, at least people watching it don't have to scratch their heads. Um, I think what really kind of brings this movie down to is that like when the first Space Jam came out, Michael Jordan was already retired. Right? There was, you know, he could have spent his time doing it. He clearly did until he was losing his mind. That's why he asked Bill Murray to come because he was like, I can't deal with the fact that I'm just interacting with people in green suits. Here, it's pretty obvious because LeBron James is still actively playing basketball that LeBron clearly couldn't play all the way through. Maybe it was kind of a good thing that LeBron didn't make it to the finals this year because he'd really be busy. Like, there's no way he'd be able to do any type of press because right now the NBA finals are going on. Um, imagine if the Lakers were in this and they were going six, you know, five, six games right now with the Suns or the Bucks, right? And you just go, wow, that's, that's gotta be pretty rough, right? It's the same here, man. It's clearly like LeBron was like, I'll give you three weeks, if that's, where I'll be on site, I'll be in studio or whatever, uh, you know, running around just doing my LeBron stuff. And then the rest of it, just animate me because I'm not coming in. I will do a voiceover. I will do some stuff. Because I still have an off season, we still got OTAs, um, we still got training camp stuff going on with that. And LeBron is a very—it's clear that when LeBron retires, that he's going to go full fledged into just some type of producing. Um, he has other shows and other things that he is a part of. He's a very busy man, and that busyness uh, came across in this movie because it just kind of feels like LeBron was just only sort of there sometimes. Most of the time when he's here. He's animated, except for the last couple parts. Even in the beginning of the movie, where it's just, it's essentially just a picture-for-picture picture homage to it, like, LeBron is hardly in it. They show him, like, um, all his highlights in the beginning when his kids are finally together shooting around the ball, and they're just kind of referencing dad. He's hardly in it, at least till the first, like, 15 minutes, probably, right? And you feel that, because it's just like, hey, man, we're shooting this movie. Uh, we got nothing. Hey, sorry, man. You know, I can't, I can't do it. I bet you, too, when they were shooting this movie, because, you know, last year, uh, the Lakers won, right? Win a championship, you're playing basketball well into about July, 
and you're celebrating. So I bet you LeBron probably didn't even have half the time, not even a month, probably like legit a full 10 days he probably put together and said, hey, shoot around me, I'll do some stuff. That's it. It had to have been, man, because LeBron is so just not into this, right? I, I'll at least give it, man. I, I, you know, as a basketball fan, I at least kind of like the the stuff that gets thrown together for these kind of movies. Like, uh, the first Space Jam, like those Space Jam Jordans, the 11s, very icy shoe. Very, very icy shoe. Like, it's a black shoe with like a kind of ice sole. It looked really cool. Um, the shoe that LeBron have has for this movie looks really cool. It has like a lot of orange and blue on it. Has his, uh, I believe he's on the 14 now, LeBron is. Those shoes look really cool, man, and they, and they were far more uh, advanced as far as, like, how you shoot around in them. They have these little air pockets in them, so they, like, they're really made for big man to play basketball in. So, at least give it that. I think the jerseys look really cool this time around. I, the, I think they looked a lot better than the Toon Squad ones in the beginning. I understand they're a lot more iconic. It almost kind of reminds me of, like, a Suns jersey, uh, the way they played. Right, yeah, the Toon Squad thing going on. Going up against the Goon Squad. Which, again, that was Dom and just a bunch of CGI characters showing up. I at least kind of like they played around with, like, Damian Lillard's his Dame Time thing. So, Damian Lillard, he plays for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, and he has a thing where he does, like, Dame Time where he'll look at the clock. And he'll point at his wrist. It's like, yeah, bro, it's time for me to shoot the ball. And they did, like, some type of weird Quicksilver kind of thing. This is probably um, pre-we-bought uh, Fox Disney stuff. So, they could probably still reference Quicksilver. Um, I, I at least kind of got like, I didn't laugh at it. I just, I was like, ah, that's interesting. Cool. That's about as much as I could get out of it. And that's about as much as they did with Damon Lillard. Same thing with Clay Thompson. It's like they were trying to reference the whole like fire water thing, but that doesn't work if you don't have Steph Curry there. And the, that was the other thing too. I'm like watching these players going, why these guys? No, no knock on Damon Lillard. No knock on Anthony Davis. Matter of fact, it kind of makes sense that Anthony Davis would be there because he is a teammate of LeBron. Um, same thing goes with, uh, who else was in this? Uh, Clay Thompson. Did I see Clay Thompson? Damon Lillard. Anthony Davis. Yeah, that was all players in those WNBA players. Um, I know that Giannis was asked to be in this, and he said no. He said, I'm going to try to win a ring, which he is very close to. I respect him for that. But it also felt like, too, man, that like a lot of these players are like, we don't really want to do that. right? It's just, it's not... It just felt like this whole movie was just a whole... Like, it didn't have the same spirit that the first Space Jam. There wasn't an excitement for it. There wasn't a whole lot of anything. It's just, hey, we're going to make a Space Jam movie. The only people who are kind of excited for it, at least, are the people who enjoyed the first movie, but not even so much of them. There's usually always kind of like a spirit for this. Now, I did uh, watch this at home, ironically enough, because I was doing a podcast uh, with David, our Jujitsu Kaisen episode. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to miss my screening of Space Jam. So I just watched it here at home. Now, I don't know if um, m maybe my screening would have been full of people who like Space Jam. But even like on social media when I looked, man, there was hardly any buzz for any of this. It just it didn't really feel like people cared that there was a Space Jam movie um, outside of the people that you would assume would be into it. Right. Maybe stuff like Sports Center, which would cover it. A few celebrities who are clearly basketball inspired or like basketball would like it. But it wasn't like the general audience was like, dude, I can't wait to see LeBron playing a Space Jam movie. And it's just, it lacked a lot of that. Not only that, but the movie just lacked a lot of it. It's just, this movie just feels so, it feels empty. 
it feels really empty. It it hardly has anything, even for like kids who are watching this, because I understand the whole basic thing is the fact that kids want to watch Space Jam, I guess, sort of, right? They like the Looney Tunes, I guess. Uh, and, you know, you want to target a movie toward them. But this feels like nothing, man. They, they, like, I can't imagine any child sitting there and not just being bored out of their minds, watching just a bunch of chaos and colors and noises all happening on screen and occasionally a character that they recognize pops up and they go hi i know rick and morty you know i know king kong and then that's about it it just it really didn't feel like much of anything even the looney tunes this time around which i've already explained they don't feel like much of anything like i can't imagine this movie will hype up the looney tunes again because only because it's like in this movie it doesn't even, like even the the personalities of them doesn't come across because they're all just doing something dumb. All of them are doing something dumb, right? Bugs Bunny has always kind of been the charming, uh, you know, he's kind of mischievous and, and does things, right? And then Bugs Bunny, or I'm sorry, Daffy Duck is the one that kind of gets the butt end of it. Both of them are just being dumb and stupid, right? You know, Lola Bunny, when she shows up in the first movie, she's supposed to be kind of this sex symbol-ish thing that's kind of weird, I guess. But in this one, she doesn't come across that. It's just a whole lot of, hey, it's Zendaya's voice, you know, playing in front of a, uh, a Lola Bunny that's also just kind of just doing stuff, right? Foghorn, Lakehorn, Yosemite Sam, all of them, dude, they're all, it doesn't come across. Like, if you didn't know anything about the Looney Tunes and you were like, watch all these Looney Tune characters now, you'd never think that they were what they were prior to what they are now. It just doesn't, doesn't feel good, right? And it just kind of takes away from it. I think even with LeBron in this too, man, I don't know if this is really going to push people to want to watch more basketball. Uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Bill Simmons. Much much credit to Bill Simmons. He, he brought this up where he's talking about this generation now doesn't watch sports long form anymore, right? The way they get their sports now is through TikTok. They get it through Instagram. They watch reels. They watch highlights for the most part. And then, you know, maybe during the NBA playoffs, they'll watch it then, right? It's one of the main reasons why you don't hear a lot of these guys who are really good they don't get the same notoriety that you know most players in the past have right outside of maybe people like KD people like Steph Curry LeBron right this kind of new generation like Devin Booker Trey Young Giannis they don't really get the same notoriety mostly because they're not highlight reels for the most part um and that also really adds to this movie it's just the fact that like I don't think anybody out there is like dude I want to ball like LeBron now only because LeBron James doesn't really do a whole lot of anything basketball-related in this. It's just a lot of him running around and, you know, maybe doing a couple poses. I mean, there's a few references about, like, some of his signature shots, but it's very impassive. And it's just, it really takes away from this movie. So, I gotta be honest with you, wasn't filmed this. If you're a Space Jam fan, watch the first one, dude. There, There's no reason to watch this movie at all. Like, it, it's, it's not, unless you unless you just want to watch a two-hour ad for HBO Max, uh, it's there, right? Um, I don't know as far as, like, box office, how this movie did. I can't imagine it did a whole lot. Uh, let me look here. Look on the handy-dandy Google. 30 million. 30 million. That's not, that's not bad, I guess. That's fairly okay. Opening weekend. We'll see how the second numbers drop off. It, it didn't beat out Black Widow um, in its second weekend, which is, at, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Black Widow's still pretty popular. Um... Yeah, that's just, yeah, it's just kind of there. I guess, you know what, no, I'm going to take it back. I was thinking, well, you know, maybe if we do like a Space Jam 3, it's not, let's just leave Space Jam alone. I think it's just, it's, the first movie's just fine. You have this now, it's it's in the, it's in the can, right? It's canon. 
leave it alone. Just leave it there, dude. You know, somebody out there somewhere will probably appreciate it and appreciate the irony. And hopefully we get some more inside jokes about it in the in the past. Maybe with LeBron doing some other stuff. But for the most part, can't say this movie was good. I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, straight up like D. Uh, it's, it's not F territory. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. But it's not entertaining. Um, and it's certainly not going to get a second watch in the immediate future. So, anyways, guys, thank you for listening to my Space Jam review. By the way, like I said, we have a, a bunch of other new episodes coming up. We're going to be talking about Gunpowder Milkshake this week. Um, at the time of this recording, I have not watched it yet. But, hey, whatever. Maybe I'll enjoy it. Also, too, man, we have a Patreon. Yes, we do. Uh, that Patreon will go up now. Go ahead and check out the Patreon. We will do some bonus episodes for you guys. Uh, for the meantime, that's what's mostly going to be. We'll have some more merchandise uh, when we start seeing more inflow of activity. But in the meantime, if you want to check out some extra stuff and you want to maybe throw a dollar, three dollars our way, then so be it. Anyways, guys, I will see you later. Bye.